Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by, and welcome to the Tervita Corporation's first quarter results conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I would now like to turn the call over to your speaker today, John Cooper, President and CEO. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Beverlyn, and welcome to Tervita's conference call for the first quarter of 2020. We hope that everyone is safe and healthy. Today, as a result of our staff working from home in response to COVID-19, We come to you not from a conference room, but instead from each one of our homes. We hope we do not have technical issues, but if we do, we ask that you bear with us. Joining me on the call today is Linda Dietschy, our Chief Financial Officer, and Rob Dawson, our Executive Vice President of Strategy and Corporate Development. Today, during the call today, we will make forward-looking statements related to future performance, and we will refer to certain financial measures that do not have any standardized meaning prescribed by GAAP. The forward-looking statements reflect the current views of Tervita with respect to future events and are based on certain key expectations and assumptions considered reasonable by Tervita. Since forward-looking statements address future events and conditions, by their very nature, they involve inherent risks and uncertainties, and actual results could differ materially from anticipated due to numerous factors and risks. Please refer to our continuous disclosure documents as they identify factors which may cause actual results to differ materially from any forward-looking statements and identify and define the non-GAAP measures. Well, this morning we will review our results for Q1 2020 and how we are managing today's increasingly challenging environment. Before getting into our results, I would like to thank Tervita's employees for their dedication to continue safe operations through these unprecedented times. To our corporate staff working from home and our field operators who are taking the utmost care to keep fellow employees and customers safe, thank you. I couldn't be prouder of our team and how they demonstrated resiliency and adaptability through these times. We are doing our part in taking precautions to slow down the spread of the COVID-19 virus to protect our healthcare system and those most vulnerable. As Alberta plans to loosen restrictions surrounding COVID-19, we will continue to actively monitor the situation and take the lead of public health officials while working from home and social distancing. The outbreak and spread, rapid spread of the COVID-19 virus, combined with the steep decline in global oil prices, have placed us all in uncharted territory. 
I can personally say that in my 30 plus year career, I've never experienced anything like quite like this. But what I have seen is the resiliency and per- perseverance of our industry and our people. We're no strangers to adversity, and we've proven time and time again that we rise up in the face of challenges. We, along with much of Alberta and the energy sector, are facing near-term challenges caused by the slowdown in oil activity, including a significant decline in drilling activity and estimates of 1 million barrels of oil to be shut in. We expect these challenges will be short-lived. However, they will make the next few months challenging. During these times, focus is also turned to liquidity and balance sheet strength. We ended the first quarter with $234 million of liquidity comprised of cash and unutilized credit facility capacity and have proactively taken measures to reduce our fixed costs by an expected up to $34 million annualized. As we move through the downturn, we continue to relentlessly review our costs and will continue to execute opportunities to reduce costs and improve efficiencies. Our senior debt is due in December 2021. We are actively looking at various options and are confident that we will be able to address the refinancing in the next year and a half before their maturity. Getting back to Q1, we are very pleased with Tervita's first quarter results, which underscore the stability and resiliency in our production-based revenue and the diversification provided by our industrial business as well as our continued focus on driving efficiencies in the business. So, first off, Linda will walk us through the key highlights from our Q1 results. Then Rob will review our capital program and liquidity. Finally, I will move into the actions we've taken in response to the current environment. Linda? Thanks, John. We started the first quarter with solid performance, reflecting resiliency in our production-based business and our our sustained focus on continuous improvement and cost management. Late in the quarter, unprecedented declines in commodity prices and demand drove reduced energy activity levels. Adjusted EBITDA of 53 million and revenue excluding energy marketing of 174 million were both moderately down compared to the prior year as increased volumes into our waste facilities, stable production-based volumes, and increased drilling activity were more than offset by a decline in event-based project activity within industrial services and lower commodity prices. Adjusted EBITDA margins remained strong and stable to prior year at 30%. Energy Services Divisional EBITDA showed modest improvement at 59 million, driven by increased drilling and production volumes and cost savings initiatives, partially offset by the impact of unfavorable commodity prices. Energy marketing revenue decreased 10% from prior year to 312 million, primarily due to significant commodity price declines that we experienced late in the quarter. In industrial services, divisional EBITDA decreased by 50% to 6 million, largely due to lower event-based rail activity as compared to the prior year's record rail services performance, which was driven by two large-scale derailments. Year-over-year performance was also impacted by decreased ferrous metal pricing, partially offset by cost savings initiatives. 
Our continued focus on efficiency and cost discipline drove a 14% decrease in G&A over the prior period to 12 million. As John noted earlier, we've actioned cost savings initiatives that are expected to drive 30 to 34 million of annualized savings, or approximately 22 to 26 million in the current year before the 8 million of associated restructuring costs that were incurred in Q1. These initiatives included reducing our board of directors cash retainer, executive salary reductions, headcount reductions, and location optimization throughout our network. I will now pass it to Rob to discuss our capital program and liquidity position. Thanks, Linda. I'm very happy to say that in Q1, we successfully commissioned and are now fully operational at our Montney Water Pipeline Disposal Facility. This project is backed by a senior producer with a minimum five-year commitment and began contributing to our results this quarter. In the first quarter of 2020, we had capital additions of $20 million made up primarily of carryover project spending initiated in 2019, as well as maintenance projects, including the temporary capping of two landfill cells to reduce leachate costs. On March 31, 2020, in response to the reductions in customer spending, we announced that we had reduced our previously announced capital budget from $85 million to $60 million, a reduction of about 60% from our 2019 capital expenditures. The revised growth and expansion program is largely directed to the completion of expected high return carryover projects initiated in the prior year and a modest amount towards targeted high return growth projects within the industrial service business, as well as a few minor asset acquisitions in our energy services division. Tervita will continue to work with customers to meet their needs in this time of tight capital discipline and further assist them in maximizing the value they receive from our services. The reductions to capital spending will not compromise our commitment to safety or environmental regulations. We continue to have a pipeline of opportunities available and in the current market environment have decided to pause new growth projects. Looking forward, we will continue to monitor activity levels as the year progresses and revise our plan accordingly. We remain focused on the financial discipline and protecting liquidity with attractive margins, discretionary free cash flow generation, and a well-capitalized balance sheet. We are taking actions to maintain our liquidity position. We closed the first quarter with ample liquidity of $234 million of cash and unutilized capacity on our credit facility. Our U.S. $590 million senior notes are not due until the fourth quarter of 2021, and we are actively pursuing many options to address the refinancing. We continue to be fully funded and live within our cash flow means. I will now turn it back to John to address how we are managing today's increasingly challenging environment and our outlook for next for this year. Thanks, Rob. While Tervita's first quarter results were only marginally uh, impacted by the global collapse in oil prices, we expect a reduction in customer demand for our drilling and to a lesser extent production-related services into next year. Tervita responded quickly to the changing environment, putting in place safety protocols to protect the health and welfare of our employees and stakeholders from the risks of the COVID-19 virus outbreak, followed by substantial reductions to our cost base and capital spending plans. As a result of acting quickly, Tervita has not suffered any interruptions to services or our 
capability to handle customers' requirements due to the pandemic outbreak. We continue to execute well in our strategy to be the top choice low-cost provider. We are truly in unprecedented times. Recent developments in the energy markets, the impact of COVID-19 on the economy have caused oil commodity prices to hit record lows. Producers are cutting their budgets, drilling expected to decline significantly in Q2 in the second half of 2020. Also, production levels are being challenged due to reduced customer demand and the resulting shortage of storage capacity, which has resulted in some producers shutting in their productions. As we do not know what the duration and magnitude of these events will be, we cannot provide any meaningful guidance at this time. While we cannot control the macro environment, we can and have taken numerous steps to keep our people safe, reduce costs, and protect liquidity. Our business remains strongly underpinned by ongoing production in the uh, Western Canadian Sedimentary Basin, which has been more resilient than drilling activity and which we will anticipate will cover more quickly. Our industrial service business, while impacted by the COVID-19 downturn, is less exposed to the upstream oil and gas industry and is also anticipated to recover more quickly. As we announced on March 31st, we have implemented our COVID-19 business continuity plan, which is managed by a dedicated team to keep employees safe and healthy, assist our customers, and ensure safe to operations. Over the last three years, we have relentlessly reviewed the costs within the organization to streamline the right size of the business in alignment with our priority of being the top choice low-cost service provider. The steps we have taken since 2016 to strengthen the business have significantly improved resiliency and stability. These proactive measures positioned us well entering this downturn. Following the decline of commodity prices, we took immediate action to reduce fixed costs, as mentioned, by an estimated up to $34 million on an annualized basis and up to $26 million uh, in 2020. These actions included Board of Cat- Directors cash retainer salary reductions for the executive leadership team, employee headcount reduction, and location optimization throughout our network. We, all, we have also completed an organization restructuring the industrial service segment and Servita's business services, resulting in a 20% reduction in the size of the leadership, executive leadership team. We continue to and always will look for and execute opportunities to reduce costs, improve efficiencies, and ensure our operating facilities are generating cash flows. As Rob mentioned, we also reduced our 2020 capital plan to $60 million, a 56% reduction from 2019 expenditures with the ability to adjust the capital plan up or down in response to commodity prices and the economic environment. In recent weeks, the federal government of Canada announced programs aimed at helping companies through these challenging times. We are actively monitoring the programs, including the Canadian, the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, which we have applied for, and the $1.7 billion fund to accelerate orphan well abandonment, including opportunities through the Orphan Well Association, in which Tervita is a prime contractor. Tervita has the largest portfolio of landfills in Western Canada, and in connection with their environmental service businesses, we are well positioned to work closely with customers across BC, Alberta, and Saskatchewan to access and remediate their oil field liabilities. 
Through this challenging environment, our priorities remain the health and safety of our people, as well as providing a valuable service to customers. We continue to monitor our external environment and are well prepared to take any further action required throughout the year. The energy industry continues to face headwinds. However, we remain optimistic about the opportunities in front of us to leverage our infrastructure and create efficiencies for customers. I am extremely happy with the work we have done this quarter. Our people are the reason we are the leader in our industry and why we are so successful at driving continuous improvement on behalf of shareholders and customers. That concludes our, our prepared marks. We would be happy to now take some questions. As a reminder, to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Again, to ask a question, press star 1. There are no questions at this time. Okay, uh, Beverlyn, thank you very much. I think uh, we may have some of our um, uh, guest research folks uh, trying to get in. So I think what we'll say is uh, thanks very much. Thanks for listening to our uh, recording here. And perhaps uh, we'll follow up with some of the research folks in due course, just to uh, make sure we answer any of their questions. Thank, thank you, and uh, on behalf of Trevita, be safe and healthy. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference call. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.